1: Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my friends? You are all very, very welcome along to tonight's Late Night Agenda. Now, it's been a while, right? It's been a while since we've been waiting to sign Lavia. And look what's happening to me. This is how long I've been waiting to sign Lavia. I've aged overnight. Look at me. I'm not what I once was. We've been waiting for this damn deal this long that, look, they've aged overnight, everybody. This is where we're at. to you. I know I hadn't applied the cream. I hadn't sprinkled the Stardust on before we went live. But yes, we are live. It is the late night agenda. It is Friday night and your weekend officially starts right here, my friends. I hope that you're all in a fine fettle because I'm in jovial mood tonight. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to be talking about Lavio. we're going to be talking about Fabinho, we're going to be talking about everything and lots in between, so sit back, relax, yeah, spot the guy, spot the boomer who found the filters on his camera, you know what I mean, granny agenda, whoop, whoop, <laughs> right, look, we've a load to get through tonight, we are going to be speaking about Fabinho and we've just got... The here we go from Fabrizio Romano. So that move, taking him over to Saudi, will be concluded very soon. We are ramping up the pressure to get Lavi assigned. We are going to speak about the title of tonight's stream, which is that central defensive midfielder from Brazil, which I'm sure you guys are wondering about as well. And I did listen to you guys. What I'm going to do tonight after this for tomorrow is record a video on our centre-back search. I've put together... Uh, I've put together six centre-backs that I'm going to be analysing a little bit. And that video will be going out tomorrow as well. So, appreciate you guys being in. Is Mo Salah leaving? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, but watch this space. Because I could have something... I could have a video on that for you in the next day or two. I'm just uh, trying to get some some concrete information right so which one to start with Lavia right let's go to Lavia then let's start off with Lavia so David Ornstein was speaking to I think Rio Ferdinand's channel if I'm not mistaken and he was speaking about Liverpool moving after Lavia he said I'm not aware of more incomings in midfield after Lavia that's not to say that Liverpool won't do anything I think we'll always be attentive Liverpool will always be attentive in the market but as of yet we don't have anything concrete now I know that Chelsea are plotting to try and come in and get Romeo Lavi, but here's the problem for Chelsea. We've put in a lot of groundwork with not just the player, but his family, his representatives, and he's been sold on how he'll be implemented into the Liverpool squad, where Jurgen Klopp sees him playing. And of course, Liverpool still have to get those final details ironed out with Southampton. But don't worry about hijacking. Don't worry about somebody coming in to to try and destabilise the deal. Look, there is a world where Chelsea could come in and offer more money to Southampton. But ultimately, the player wants a couple of things. He wants to know that he's playing, which of course he'll get at Liverpool. He wants European football, which we can offer him, albeit not Champions League football, but Chelsea can't offer him any. And the whole world and their grandmother knows that Chelsea's real interest, their real want, is Caicedo. So he knows that most likely he's not going to get enough game time there and his development could be stunted. So he will join Liverpool Football Club. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about Chelsea coming in. I look at it like this Chelsea want Caicedo. They're letting Southampton know that they have, or excuse me, they're letting Brighton know that they have other options. Liverpool want Lavia, but with the stuff about the DM that I'm going to speak about later on from Brazil, this is just Liverpool letting them know. We also have options. So I wouldn't stress about it. In fact, I think we're gonna see I think we're gonna see some progress very, very soon. Bellingham chose Madrid, not us. What what the what the hell has that got to do with this? Bellingham going to Madrid has nothing to do with Lavia. Zero, nothing, nine. And also Madrid were after him for a long time as well. Unlike Chelsea with Lavia, who are a bit of a Johnny-come-lately when it comes to this. It was looking like that our biggest rivals for his signature would have been Arsenal. But Arsenal couldn't shift on Thomas Partey. So, they're now not on the market. So, yeah, Liverpool will sign him. So, all good. Now, let's move on to speak about the dude from Brazil. The uh, the one that Liverpool have been linked with, Andre. Now, I'm going to read you an excerpt from an article. It said, he's a 22-year-old central defensive midfielder who recently burst onto the Brazilian national team setup, up, winning his first cap in a friendly against Senegal last month. They go on in this piece to say that Wolves are very, very interested in bringing the guy in, uh, which, of course, anything to do with Wolves, you know that they have Portuguese connections. And obviously, with him being Brazilian, they speak Portuguese. So I'm sure George Mendes and his guest a few agency have uh, their finger in a lot of pies over in Brazil. Wolves have recently been linked to the player, uh, according to the last for the latest from Portuguese newspaper record. They could miss out on Andre because of us now. I truly don't know if there's real interest in Andre or not. It could be an alternative to Lavia. It could have been in case of emergency break glass. I don't know. The report goes on to say that Sporting are also interested in him as well as Wolves. But here's the good news. For anybody who wants to sign the kid, uh, 20 million euro is the price. So not really that cost prohibitive if Liverpool, Wolves or anybody else want to go in and sign the player. But it does look like Wolves are making the biggest play. The problem with Wolves is they've got their own financial constraints in this window, as I'm sure that you've seen Julian Lopetegui not being very happy with the money that uh, he's had to spend. In fact, he's been pretty annoyed about it and publicly spoke about it and let it be known to the Wolves board that, you know, this isn't what he was pitched when he took the job. So look, I don't know about Andre. I don't know if he's good enough. I don't know much about him, but I'm viewing him as maybe a cheaper alternative. But I don't think there's going to be much to it. I just wanted to bring it up because we've only really focused on Lavia here on the channel with regards to the defensive midfield position. Yes, we spoke about Decoré a little bit, but when you start seeing the price tags of 70 million from Crystal Palace for Decoré, it kind of made me think it's a bit unrealistic, albeit a very good player. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be Lavia. And then the next question is, is there going to be a fourth or not? What's taking so long with Lavia? Well, I... <laughs> I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I always told you what needed to happen for Liverpool to push ahead with Lavia. We needed to know, without a shadow of a doubt, that that money from Fabinho was coming in. Because if we didn't have that money from Fabinho, I'm not so certain Liverpool go in to buy Lavia in this market. Um, So I think that's the reason. Now, we got to here we go from Fabrizio Romano, from Fabinho and his transfer over to, is it Alithihad? Or one of the Saudi teams? He's been over in Dubai, he's completed his medical and it looks like that deal will go through soon enough so that's why we've been hanging off for Lavia. Uh, and I did mention this to be fair go back and watch last week I told you that as soon as the Fabinho stuff gets sorted out Liverpool will be straight in to get the Lavia deal tied up and that is what's happening. Um yeah, I know a lot of you like to focus on the one or two things I've gotten wrong over the years but I can happily point you to 10 or 15 things I've been absolutely correct about. And football is a, it's a moving industry, particularly around transfers. Things change quickly. For instance, Sobotslai None of us thought Sobotslai was going to happen because we didn't even think it was a negotiation. We didn't think that it was something Liverpool could get done. And then we've seen how quickly Liverpool moved to get that deal done before the uh, release clause became null and void. And Orby Leipzig would have looked for about 80 million for Sobotslai one week to go my friends one week until we're in dublin i've finished off the show today connor's putting the graphics together it's now signed off boxed off and we're ready to go one week if you would like to come and see us this time next friday at the sugar club in dublin you know what to do get yourselves over to the or you can have a look in the description of this stream you will see a link there where you can buy tickets it's an over 18s event and somebody will be leaving with a trip to the derby, Liverpool versus Everton in October, thanks to our sponsors, oosh.com. You'll be getting two tickets to see Liverpool versus Everton on the cop, one night's accommodation in a city centre hotel, and your choice of any two shirts from the 23 24 Liverpool range. So, again, thank you so much to our sponsors, oosh. Do you think Liverpool need to sign a new right back this summer if Trent moves into defensive midfield, or would we start Bradley? It's a good question, and I think we're so, we're finally getting closer to an answer. So, a lot of people wondered why Conor Bradley hadn't travelled over. Uh, we think it might be a little niggle, nothing to worry about, but there was people wondering why he didn't travel over to Singapore with the rest of the squad. He's about to sign, or may have already signed, a new three-year contract at Liverpool Football Club, and my understanding is that he's going to be part of the first-team squad this season and that he won't be sent out on loan. He's really impressed Jurgen Klopp with... Uh, The work he's done in pre-season, he's impressed me as well, if I'm being really honest. So yeah, I'm fine with him. And I've always told you guys, I don't see us signing a right back because we've got two young, very promising right backs, 20-year-old Conor Bradley. And of course, uh, I don't know if he's 18 or 19 now, but Calvin Ramsey, who's on loan at Preston North End for the upcoming season. So we're not short of options. So yeah, I I never thought we were going to get one. Where will we finish in the Europa League? We're winning it. Did you not get the memo? We're winning the Europa League for a couple of reasons. One, I think we'll all agree with the best team in it. And two, it's in Dublin. The final is in Dublin. You know, if there is a, a consolation prize to not being in the Champions League, winning the Europa League in Dublin, that's, that's going to be delicious if it happens. So yeah, we're winning it. That's, I'm convinced of it. One question that you guys have been asking me a lot of, and I've tried to give you an answer, but truth is none of us really knew, is who is going to be Liverpool's next captain? So what I did was, I went what I always do. I looked on the bookies to see what the odds were. And it's pretty clear that it's between two candidates, according to the bookies, on where the money has been going anyway. So the favourite to become Liverpool's next captain is Virgil van Dijk. Even money for him to be Liverpool's next captain. Second highest on that list was Mohamed Salah at 6-4. to four. And from that point down, you see a huge drop off. Trent is the third favourite, 10 to 1 for him to become Liverpool captain. Andy Robertson is 16 to 1, which is a lot further out than I thought, in all honesty. I thought Robbo would have been right in that conversation. And then we go down to Alisson, who's 16 to 1. And the final one on the list was Thiago, who was 25 to 1. Obviously, Thiago was a bit of a long shot. But yeah, Virgil van Dijk looks like certainly the bookies favourite to become the next Liverpool captain. And. Quite honestly, as I said before, if it's Verge, if it's Mo, no problem. Both very deserving men to become Liverpool captain. And um, yeah, let's wait and see when Klopp makes his decision. Salah's a good player, but not a captain. You know what? I would have agreed with you six months ago. And I don't know if this is very fickle of me. But when Mohamed Salah put out the post at the end of last season, speaking about the disappointment, speaking about it not being good enough, speaking about letting the fans down, it went a long way with me of knowing how much he cares and what his mindset is. That changed my mindset on Salah a little bit with regards to the captaincy. Um, but I think we've got five fine candidates and Allison, Trent, Robbo, Van Dijk, Salah. Any of those gents takes the armband. It's good with me. Uh, because Fabinho is leaving, who will be first choice CDM for us, do you think? It's a very difficult question to answer, Leif, because truthfully, I don't know if Klopp would deem Lavie ready to come right in and play. Um, we don't know if we, we've seen Trent in pre-season for the games we've seen so far be the natural six with the uh, right fullback in the first half, i.e. Connor Bradley slipping in alongside him in the second six. And in the second half, then we'd seen Costas go in beside him. Excuse me. I've never seemed comfortable with Costas. Connor Bradley, not too bad in all honesty. I thought he's done well. It's going to come down to, by Cechic and Thiago's availability and fitness, in my humble opinion, if either one of those are available and they are staying behind a Kirby while the lads are in Singapore to uh, work on their fitness ahead of the season. If we can get one of those two fit for the opening game, my guess would be that's, that's who we'd see in the six. Other than Lavia, who would you like, said Liverpool till I die. I haven't really been able to work out what type of budget we'd be working with. So it's really difficult to say to you who I would like for the fourth choice or the fourth midfielder when, one, we don't know if we're going to go for one. Two, no idea what the budget might be. And three, I don't know what profile of player Klopp would look for. You would imagine it would be somebody with a bit more experience because we've got Sobitzlai, who's, what, 22, coming from the Bundesliga An undoubted talent, but still needs to get used to Premier League football. McAllister, who's had some good spells with Brighton, so no problems with him coming in. And then obviously we're going to bring in Lavia, who's a very young and experienced player himself. So if you add that to Jones, to Bajic, to Harvey Elliott, um, the only real experience you have there is Thiago.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: But what do you think? You know, what do you guys think? Who would you like to see as that fourth midfielder? And do you think that we will sign one? Because I don't see how we can't and still think that we have a deep enough squad for the season ahead. That's my own take on it. Right, so, Sasha Cavalieri has just tweeted, as you guys know. I'm going to read it out to you if you haven't seen it. It said, As far as I know, there's no need to worry for Romeo Lavia's to Liverpool move to Liverpool. Reds were busy to close the Fabinho deal today, and every party involved were waiting for this deal to be done uh, before movement of yesterday morning. A verbal bit of around £45 million deal bonus included. Things have taken their time, but there's a confidence from Liverpool and Southampton that a deal will be done. More news soon after, another on from the Reds so can I get a bit of credit for once can I get some credit because I told you it was going to work this way and it's working this way so I hope I'm starting to win a few more of you around now because I know the Bellingham stuff was a dent and I took my licks on that one but I've always told you that we're signing Lavia and it will happen after Fabinho and that's exactly what's playing out Josh LFC has quote tweeted something that is interesting and I wanted to get your take on it. So he said basically that this is really cheap and could we consider it? So Football transfers tweeted, Tyler Adams has a relegation clause believed to be in the region of £20 million in his Leeds United contract. The USA midfielder is currently injured, complicating any potential move. So what are we thinking? Like, I wouldn't say no at £20 million. You know, I know we've had debates about Tyler Adams on the channel here and, you know, some of us have differed. You know, some of us have said yes, some of us have said no, some of us weren't sure. But a 20 million as well as Lavia, I'd be all over that. I'd be all over that. If you brought in Lavia and him, yes, please. That would make me feel a lot more comfortable. I know he's injured now, Noah. I know he's injured. Uh, but we've signed injured players before. Granted, it didn't work out too well in the long run. Um, I'm thinking of the little prince himself from from Roma. But um, I'd do it. At 20 million, I'd do it. Alongside Lafayette, Uh Ryan said, I'm American, he's not LFC good. Well, we need an all-rounder. Um, and I, th- I don't know, man, at 20 million. At 20 million. Um, I think I'd take him at 20 million. Especially if it was him or nobody. You know, if it's Liverpool looking for somebody of a low valuation, I don't think we'd get much better for that type of money, at 20 million in all honesty. Is this Andre thing real, said David Gregg. Well, it isn't my story, buddy, so I can't tell you if it's real or not. But it's been once again reported in Portugal that... Um, There's three interested parties to sign Andre from, is it Fluminense? Is that where he is? Or is it Flamenco? Can't remember. Anyway, there's three interested parties according to this article. They say those are Sporting Lisbon, Wolves and Liverpool. Uh, The article goes on to say that Liverpool with our financial clout are, you know, the favourites in it. They say Wolves are struggling financially to be able to compete with an offer from Liverpool. And Sporting, they didn't really go into too much on Sporting other than to say that he's um, of interest to them. So, look, he's 20 million euro. So, just as we said about Tyler Adams, if you can get him for 20 million euro alongside Lavia, why not? You know? So, 20 million for him, 20 million for. Tyler Adams, that's decent business. If you got either one of those, in my humble opinion, your disrespect for Stefan Bajcetic is clear. You are an idiot. How is my disrespect clear? I am literally one. I'm probably sang that young man's praises more than any other fan channel. I've spoken about the bargain of three hundred quid. He's injured, you absolute comical clown. What like? Do you want us to drag him out of a sick bed and say get on the pitch there? I know you're not fit. But David Keenan said we're disrespecting you by not letting you play. So know your place, David. Know your place, mate. Nobody's disrespecting by Chetich. But also, and I can say this clearly enough, we shouldn't be dependent on an 18-year-old kid to be our saviour. He wasn't brought in with a thought process of throw him in right now. He was brought in as one for the future as a 300 grand signing. And his own fantastic work on the training pitch is the reason why he got a chance. And my God, did he take that chance? I don't know if you're trolling. I don't know, whatever. But nobody's disrespecting him. He's a top-notch footballer and we all love him. Everybody in the chat loves him. Do you have the same opinion of Lavia then? I know a lot more about by because I've seen a lot more of him. Like I don't have a well-rounded view on Lavia because... I I haven't watched them that much. I've seen Lavia play maybe five games, you know? So I'm kind of taking a blind leap of faith on Lavia that the manager knows what he's on about. Wild idea. Could you drop Gomez in as a six? Jesus, no. God, no. Like, I'm worried about Gomez ball watching when he's centre-back or right-back. I definitely don't want to worry about him not tracking his man from the number six position. God no. No. Surely to God everybody agrees on that. I mean Matip would be more of a potential number six for me than um than Gomez. Who will turn out all right and who will be a flop at Liverpool? Well, I don't think there's any danger of the boys we are signing being a flop in all honesty. I'm yeah, I mean I've it's very rare that I've i I've seen three signings and I'm taking it Lavia's done and not had any concerns. The only concern I have is is with regard to the experience in midfield. So yeah, I I've, I've no issues. I'm not expecting anyone to flop whatsoever. Um I hope Conor Bradley really does get an opportunity this season because I think with the Europa League that might be the the deciding factor for Klopp, you know. Klopp has been impressed with what he's seen from Conor Bradley in pre-season and I think uh I think that's probably going to be the thing that made him go, yeah, keep Conor Bradley at the club this year. Uh, give him the Europa League from right back and maybe the League Cup and see how he gets on. So, I mean, you guys have asked me loads of questions and I'm always happy to answer them. But I want to know what you guys think is going to happen after Lavia. Do you think we're going to be shutting up shop? Or do you think that Jurgen Klopp has another signing or two left in him before the window closes? Because I can say this clearly enough, if you're watching, John, the huge rebuild that we've been speaking about and the war chest that was supposed to be given, right now... We've spent ninety-five million. Now that could go up. We're about to bring in Lavia, which let's just for argument's sake say that Lavia and Fabinho cancels each other out. I know there's five million in the difference, but let's say they cancel each other out. Then you've got the Henderson money and the Na Phillips money. So that will take the ninety-five down to about seventy-five. So that's 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 not a huge outlay from the owners if that's the end of the window. This is why I think we need more and why I don't think any of us as fans can look at this window and think a 75 odd million net spend, it just wouldn't be good enough. You know, really good players signed so far, but I wouldn't be happy if that was it, if that's the end of the window. No. Uh, Steve Fowler reckons we'd be back in for Kone or Thuram. Uh, Lavia and Dunn said Panda Paws. Connor the Red said we better sign a centre back or we're in big trouble. Uh, Steve Harrison said at least one more signing preferably two sadly the shop will be shut to David Carroll and um, for those asking about the centre back I'm purposely not going too deep into the centre back conversation tonight because when this stream finishes I'm recording a video on the centre back situation for tomorrow so uh, that will come out tomorrow evening and I'll be covering the six or seven main candidates that we've seen linked in the media uh alan said you're right craig the net spend as usual is low and don't let that fool you alan like and rest of us like we can't be letting fsg off the hook like yeah we'll talk about the signings being great but we also have to look at what our competitors are doing and look at arsenal they missed out on the league title and they have gone big with declan rice with kai havertz um, with yuri and timber and that's on top of the signings they would made pre- in previous windows United, we know, are going to be bringing in a striker. they brought in a keeper. they brought in another player. Um, Spurs, I don't know what's going on there. I haven't paid much attention to Spurs, in all honesty. They'll probably end up losing Kane to Bayern Munich. Manchester City, they're looking to bring in Josko Gvardiol. Yes, they've lost um, Riyad Mahrez today. He went over to Saudi for, I think, £30 million. Yeah, it's not good enough, quite simply. We can't allow the owners to get off the hook again. And... I don't care if you're a top red. I don't care if you think the sun shines out of FSG's asshole. This was the window. This is the big window. We do it properly or we complain. Let's be quite frank about it. We do it properly or we've every right to complain. Now, we're doing really well. I'm Very happy at what we've done so far. But we need more. How long is Bajecic still out for? So he's training now himself and Tiago Dewey are um training back at Kirby to get up to speed they're working on individual um I would say routines individual uh plans tailor-made plans for them to get them back now hopefully and I don't know this but you know I'm hoping that we might see some minutes in that game against Armstadt the last preseason game but they didn't travel over as you know with the boys to Singapore so yeah um yeah don't know. I don't know how quickly he'll be back, but he is back doing work on the pitch now. Uh two beast. Thank you for your super chat, mate. Uh, Craig, is it time to protest FSG banners, chants, and other forms of protest? Going to Boston Red Sox game, social media, etc. Or would you wait? I don't know if the appetite is there across the fan base to galvanize Liverpool fans together. Two beast to want to push FSG out. I would certainly be on the side of they're not doing enough nowhere near enough for a club the size of Liverpool but whenever the subject gets brought up you get a lot of the match going reds or a certain group of Liverpool fans who think that we're all idiots when we talk about that and I kind of understand the perspective because they're nowhere near as bad as the Glazers nowhere not even in the same league of crap as them but they're not doing enough they're not spending enough they're not Like they're doing the obvious things and they want credit for it. So like doing the main stand on the Annie Road end. Like, yeah, it's the right thing to do and they did it. But don't forget it was that or move stadium and it's cheaper to do what we've done. And you might argue it's the right decision as well. And that's absolutely sound. But it's obvious stuff. Do the main stand, do the Annie Road end. The club ends up paying for it with revenue anyway. So eventually they'll get that money back. And their value of their asset increases. It's basic bitch stuff. And people want to laud them for it like they're geniuses. So, yeah. I'm on the side of I'd like them to sell. Oh, no, we aren't at the Glazer State. Not by a long way. No, I'll never accuse FSG of being that bad. Never. They're not in the Glazer category. But they still aren't doing enough. I'm happy with our spending, said Josh. I'm not. Not by a long way, mate. You know, we've basically been averaging about £40 a window net spend. Nowhere near good enough um, for a club like Liverpool. But, again, there's a lot of credit to be given on other stuff. You know, they've not done everything wrong. They gave us Jurgen Klopp. We have won a league title and we've won a European Cup. Uh, The training ground is magnificent. But for me, one of the things that really gets me is they just don't care. Like, they're not here. They're not going to games. I just don't feel they give a damn. And that's that's maybe I'm an idealist, but I kind of wish, wish they did care a bit more. In all honesty, uh, but maybe that's me just being a, an unrealistic football fan. The Glazers are horrid. No argument on me. Like, I've always had that sympathy with United fans. Always, the Glazers are horrendous, horrendous. So no argument for me on that one. Right, look, guys, I'm going to call it a night and I'm going to get to record those two videos now. So there'll be a video coming out in about 15 minutes and then tomorrow there'll be a video about the centre-back search and uh, do hope that you guys get a chance to watch them. No live stream tomorrow. I'm taking tomorrow off. So uh, probably Sunday. If not back on Sunday, I'll see you on Monday. But either way, appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button before you head off. Drop a like on the video and again, much love to you all. One week from tonight, we'll be in Dublin at the Sugar Club. I hope to see some of you there again. Have a good evening, my friends. So I'm going to try and not cut myself off saying goodbye because apparently I cut off halfway through the goodbye. So I'm going to say my goodbyes. I'm going to leave it about 15 seconds and then I'm going to end the stream because people are moaning at me for cutting off early. So I'm trying my best. Have a good one. Much love. Bye-bye.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row.